Welcome to the first weekly podcast following the rundown with Robin Thede. It is the rundown with Robin Thede, and I am your host, Robin Thede. I got so many jobs on the show, I might be Jamaican. That might be racist. But the point is, we're so glad you guys joined us. Let me just get right into it. My guest today with me who's going to be talking about the show is none other than comedian, writer, Daily Show correspondent, Roy Wood Jr., ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Roy Wood Jr. Congratulations on your premiere. Oh, thank you uh, so much. I saw the social media posts of everybody partying it up in the office. Oh yeah, we were getting it. It was very, it was very, it was very fun. I hate that I missed it, but I did see the episode. It was amazing. You did? Okay, tell me your thoughts. Very amazing. I, you know what I appreciate it, and it's a very subtle thing in set design. But when you walked out, and behind you, there's these images, these positive images of black women. Yep. And it's kind of like what they do on Sports Center, on the 6 o'clock Sports Center yep. with Jamel Hill and uh, Michael Smith. Yep. And I was like, dang, black people being good black, good blackness. <laughs> it's like a hall of blackness. And then you come out the hall. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that was, I don't know what the intention was in that, but that's you. what I took from yeah. it. I was like, oh yeah, that's dope. Positive no, imagery. It's dope. It's dope. So, so there were two thoughts, right? So uh, our showrunner, Wayne Stamp. Shout out to Wayne Stamp. Shout out. Wayne. We got an audience in here, so you might hear a stray few claps. Um, <laughs> so Wayne Stamps had a good idea that we should, uh, you know, I wanted to do something that felt like in, in stand-up specials, you're like backstage with the comedian, and then they go out on the stage, like mm-hmm. in the most famous ones. You see like Eddie Murphy, Kevin Hart, or whoever do that. And I always thought it was a cool way to invite the audience in before you even get started. So Wayne designed this whole hallway that would have imagery from the week. And it tends to be, you know, images of, you know, what a lot of black women are doing because we'd be in the news a lot. But it can really be anything from the week's news. But the cool thing is on that blue wall where all those monitors are, mm-hmm. behind that there's over 200 images of black people from history. That means something to me. I personally chose all of them. There's like Aretha Franklin, Hattie McDaniel, Barack and Michelle. You know, there's just everybody. You could be up there. Is Tiger Woods up there? Tiger Woods is not. Fair. Yeah, problematic faves are not up there. <laughs> there should be They're a separate not. wall for like. I know, yeah, but he did. Yeah, that I know. Thing. Listen, it was a struggle. We were like, can we put Michael Jackson up there? Oh, oh. So I'll tell you if we did or not. Young Mike. But you ask me. Okay, okay. That's how yeah. you would have done it. Young yeah. Mike. You gotta yeah. go, Young Mike. That's the safe play. Do you think we put him up? Yeah, but like in a corner. <laughs> We didn't. No, that's fair. That's I know. fair. We didn't Let- put him up, and 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 it killed me because I really. But now that you say Young Mike, you're probably right. We could have put Young Mike up there. Because then you go, oh, look what he used to be. Like yeah. you can reminisce. <laughs> Although to be fair, who knows what he was doing when he was little? Anyway, <laughs> just a joke, you guys. Rest in peace, Michael Jackson. We love you forever. Um, listen, I'm so... Mike's in heaven right now Mike listening is in to heaven. this podcast. That's yeah. wrong. <laughs> That's some bullshit. It's terrible. Um, um, I, also, I also, just real quick at the top, I want to give a shout out to my family that came and actually my mother, Representative Phyllis Thede, is in the house right now. Mom, step up to the mic. Okay. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Did you like the show, Mom? I love the show. Yeah, well, you have to love it. You're my mother. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) 
don't have a choice. No, but she don't. She a black mama. She ain't gonna like nothing. You are right about that, and she would tell me too. She'd I be will. like, it was okay. <laughs> but I, I heard you howling. What was your favorite joke from the night? Do you remember? I you know what? I the whole thing was my favorite, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because everything was fast paced, and I like that. I like it keeps your brain engaged. And you are just thinking all the time. And it's hard not to laugh. Yeah. And you're thinking and you're laughing and you're like, <laughs> okay, what do I do? What do I do? I know. So the good part about it was it was fantastic. I guess really I got to go back and say my favorite part. And I'm sorry, that rapper, I didn't know his name. Eminem? Uh, yeah. Mom, you didn't know Eminem? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mom, so, how do you not? You I, saw so, Eight Mile. We watched it together. I, I know. I apologize. I apologize. She was like, that actor who was rapping. Well, well all right, so, so, so you learned something new. I did. I okay. did. And he, you guys were great. And that was Thank probably you. my favorite You like that part when we said the NWACP was behind him? That was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> Mom, I just wanted to say hi. Shout you out on the podcast. Phyllis Thede, everybody. Thank we you, Mama. You. Thank you, Mama. Um, all right, so Roy, there were some interesting things that we did last night on the show that I wanted to get your take on. So we started with the sketch where I was trying to... You know, attract a black Trump supporter right. by pretending yourself right. to be a Trump supporter. Now, do you think with the real blacks for Trump that would work? Nah. Like in real life? No? No. Nah, I feel like a black Trump supporter, they have a way of detecting if you faking the fact. <laughs> they can see through it. You know what it's like? Yeah. It's like when I... I love baseball. Like, I'm a diehard baseball Cubs. fan. And I can tell within by the end of the first inning if you're just here because you like baseball or you're just doing it because this is my thing and you just want to tag along. Right. And I feel like it's the same way, like, if we went to, like, a racism rally. Right. They'd be like, you you're know, just here for the hot dogs. You we got to feel that down. wall. Yeah. Right, man? <laughs> yeah, whatever you say, sweetie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And what he wants is a real woman. It's like, yeah, you damn right. We're going to build that wall away. We're going to put mortar in it. We're going to have brick in it. We're going to put some wood in it. Like, and need... Mexico's going to pay for it. Exactly. You need a woman yeah. that really knows her yeah, wall he, statistics. Yeah, I, and I don't. I definitely don't. All right. Well, that was fun. And then we jumped right into the rundown. We already talked a little bit about the set, how exciting that was. We designed you, you every know the, you're, you're the only host in Late Night Unscripted. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go for you're it. You're the only host. That walks out, and I know that's something that adds a visual looseness and relax. It's just, yeah. I don't want to get into talking shop and all that. <laughs> I want to talk about the show, but there's just little subtle things that you do that are completely different in a field of, I would say, eight to ten shows that are doing something not necessarily on the same street, but in the same neighborhood as what you do here, and it's it's, it's dope. Thank you. It's well, you know, that was selfish because, you know, I just wanted to get my catwalk on. I wanted my little Beyonce <laughs> beat. Shout out, shout out, by the way, to Questlove, who did our theme song. Here's a little taste of that. Questlove, I got beef with Questlove. Why? Okay, Lord have mercy. Why do you have beef? So, I, this is a true story. You can go back and find the tweets in his timeline. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's very hard to find do-rags in the city. And, Quest, and that's his fault? Questlove posted a picture where he buys do-rags. And I'm not lying. He buys do-rags 50 at a time. Yeah. Because he just... Yeah, he goes through know. a lot. Well, then where does that leave a brother like me who just needs <laughs> two do-rags? <laughs> 
and so he's a do rag hoarder. And I, the, the song is good, but I just can't say that on the record because <laughs> he hurting all the brothers who okay. want to get waves. All right, that's fair. That's fair. No, he's 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 messing with your waves. I I can I can I can appreciate that beef. Um, Speaking of beefs, we talked about Eminem on the show last night. Do you think Trump is actually ever going to address what Eminem said? Do you think they'll actually have beef? No, Trump doesn't punch people who punch back. Right. There's, there's, he'll go back and forth with the mayor of Puerto Rico, who's up to her chest in, in water. flood water. Right. Who literally cannot fight back. Yeah, I cannot. In a flood. <laughs> flood. I cannot even tweet at you because there's right. no electricity. Right. So, no, he, he knows what's good for him because a guy like Eminem also bleeds over into his base. And that's right. something that, from a political standpoint, isn't smart. if there's someone that could flip some of those red caps into blue caps, it's probably Eminem. Even after he said, F you to my fans, if you don't support, or if you support Donald Trump? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because now, as an Eminem fan, you have to choose between Eminem and Trump. And that's, that's a tough choice. Oh, that's but tough. Like, that's two very yeah. diametrically opposed, but yeah. powerful white dudes. It's true. They're powerful in different ways. Yeah, which one do you roll with? Do you want well, to make no America great? Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or do you want that new Marshall Mathis CD? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I loved it, though. I thought, I thought um, it's just funny to hear, like, black people and white people react to it differently. You know, black people are like, he's not our savior. But then they were also like, but he did kill Trump, though. You know, <laughs> you like know there was a lot of there was a lot of chatter on black Twitter about that on the night of the Eminem cipher. And it, it's, it's frustrating to see on the one hand, as a culture, we go, oh, white people got to stand up too. white people need to stand up and talk about the black stuff and the black problems. The white people should get on one knee. on the f And then the moment you have a white person speak up, then they turn around and go, shut up, whitey. You ain't, <laughs> you ain't my savior. Right. You can't. It's like, right. what, well, which, what do, you what do want? we want? I say the same thing. It's like we always are like, we want equal treatment. We want equal treatment. And then white people are like, well, how can we help? And they're like, leave us alone. You know, it's just. We got to solve this ourselves. <laughs> we man. Well, then pull yourself up by your bootstraps. How could you say that? You know, yeah, yeah it, it is. It's an eternal. Some people just want to be mad about things. But I think overall, Eminem definitely, people were excited. Black people were excited about what Eminem it was ex said. It was an exciting new voice to the political fray that yeah. wasn't just wearing a suit and That's going, right. you're a bad person. Yeah, he was wearing, like, pajama pants. And it was, it was, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even sweats. I think he may have been in pajama bottoms. In a parking, with goons a, behind him. In a, in a abandoned parking garage, yeah. It looked like one of, remember that Michael Jackson Beat It video? Yes, it was the precursor to Beat It. <laughs> <laughs> After the cameras rolled, they dance fought. Yeah. <laughs> they tied arms Yeah, they tied knife. arms and they had knives and they got to it. They got to it. You know what was so fun, too, last night on the show? We got into our first pop-up concert on the show with this young artist called Duckworth. What did you think of him? I think he's so dope. I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope in the presentation of it. Like, you even took some of what Chappelle did. Like, like when Chappelle's show used to do the concerts in these atypical places, it was still presented yep. as a concert where... Duckworth was basically like, if I was in this bodega where this is happening, and then it's just, why is it a Negro singing? <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, pop-up, oh, my God, oh, it's a concert happening. It's just, yeah. uh, just like the randomness of it. That's what we wanted. Can I tell you a secret? I'm so glad that you said that because 
my conception of this whole thing was I, Andre Allen, who's our director, also directed all the Chappelle music pieces. Wow. I didn't and, even know that. Yep, nobody knows it. So I got him. He was also our director at The Nightly Show. He worked at The Daily Show for years before you. Um, and uh, I said, Dre, I want you to come to direct the show because I want you to do the studio portion, but I also want you to make the Chappelle music pieces that you did back then, update them for 2017. Here's my idea. I want to go into random places where music is not supposed to happen, like a bodega, and just go, ha, it's a concert. Which is why people's faces looked a little shocked in the, mm -hmm. you know, in the in the video. And people online, I saw them be like, "Oh, that was staged." I'm like, it was not. We did invite people there, but we didn't tell them what was going to happen. So we're going to um, do that more. We're gonna we're gonna just tweet it out and be like, "Pop up concert, show up at this location." Can I tell you something you're not gonna like to hear? Yeah, what? You know, somebody's gonna steal that. Well, we did it first, so that's fine. Then, then make it trademark. Trademark. It's my I'm, carpool karaoke. You can't I'm, have it. It's mine. I'm serious. Um, I thought that was really fun, though. Duckworth is so fresh. He just I just really wanted to feature these artists who are kind of on the verge so that they can be, we can be the trendsetter for that kind of music. And his song is so dope. Well, you know, um, Chappelle's show was Kanye's first television That's appearance. right. That's so right. So it's a very similar ideology, and I think you're going to find a lot of good talent. Here's my, my last question about the music segment, the pop-up yeah. segments. Will it only be bodegas, or are you looking to, like, show <laughs> different parts of different New York Different parts City of New York. Or, yeah, we will won't you, go to another bodega. We'll go somewhere else. I challenge you to do the subway. How will you do Ooh, the sub? How I, do you do a pop up subway? Would a would a bus count? Yeah, the bus is dope. Okay. Oh yeah, that's Tyrese Coca Cola. You murder that. That's. <laughs> I can't tell you any secrets, but know that we're gonna pop up all sorts of places where I'm music won't of the be. Subway. But see, there's music in the subway. Already, you got prime time. What is yeah, it? The whole uh, subway is a <laughs> yeah. pop up concert. Yeah, really. <laughs> That's redundant. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mean to take too much of your time, <laughs> but if you could just listen to my accordion while I play the drums, sir. What kind of act? You only got 14 more stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to take too much of your time. Uh, the train is now. Yeah, then they have a maintenance problem. Have you ever been stuck on a train when there's a maintenance problem and a performer in? your car? Oh, no. That's oh, a Jesus. double whammy. And then it's awkward because they only know one song. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, well, guess I'm going to sing uh, Swing Low again. Or, I don't know who was singing Negro <laughs> Spirituals on the train. but um, Well, that was dope. I can't wait to do more of that. We won't have music every week. In mm -hmm. the third act, we'll, have, we'll rotate things. We'll have a music piece, a pop-up concert. We'll do evergreen sketches. I think we're going to do a big sketch piece next week, which is going to be dope. Not sure yet. Don't hold me to it. Uh, and then we're going to do these documentaries on social justice issues. So I'm really excited about it. It's all going to be different forms of comedy. We just really wanted this show to look different than anything else on TV. Mm -hmm. um, the other cool thing is, oh, well, look. All right, you tweeted at us. Let's see. Let's get into a couple of tweets from last night's show. We had so many people on social media tweeting at us and hitting us up. You tweeted, didn't get home in time to watch the series premiere of the rundown BET with Robin Thede. So I'll knock that out now. What time was that? Uh, one in the morning. Very good. I got home at 11.30. You had already aired. And I was trying to watch you on the DVR during commercial breaks of the Cubs game. Oh, well, that's but not fair. You, you shouldn't can't have catch to do the that. flow of that. Yeah, and it's like the ninth inning. It's a one-run game. I'm like, all right, I just got to finish <laughs> this game. And then I'll come back over to Thede. And that's what I did. Um, so shout out to uh, Diallo, who's an actor on Marlin. Coming back for season two. Mm -hmm. Also, really funny, used to be a writer-performer on Jimmy Fallon's show. He said, the rundown BET, Robin Thede, that show was so damn good. 
Watched it with the fam. Kudos. Thank you for bringing us the show. We know we need it. That was sweet. Oh, we know we need it. We know yeah. we need it. And can I just give a shout out? Like, this is just a little bit of a humble brag, but Ava DuVernay tweeted at us. Congratulations to the good sister Robin Thede on the launch of the show. Terrific new series cheering you on. Thank you, love. Trayvon Free of Daily Show fame. Also, Sam B. Uh, Robin Thede in the Rundown BET is a breath of fresh air to late night. Here for all this blackness. And then there was a gif of something super black that I can't remember. Uh, you know, you know who, who shouted us out to was Larry Wilmore. Oh, know, that's my dope. Boss, which is so dope. He was texting me all night. He, he tweeted and said, congratulations. Oh, I almost fell. Congratulations for knocking it out of the park when it comes to TV. I'm rooting for everybody named Robin Thede, which I don't know how many there are. <laughs> but I'm assuming that's good. Um, you know, he, he was texting with me last night, and he said that the show just felt unique and the voice felt strong. And that, that was really what we were just trying to go for. Chris Rock texted the same thing, and that was his advice. He said, relax, be you, that's what you sold. You know, we didn't want to do anything that felt like we were trying to be somebody else. How much did you draw on your head writer experience from the nightly show in terms of how you sculpted this? Or did you use that time at the nightly show to go, all right, I know what I don't. I know what else is being done. That's what I want to break the mold and get away from. Were there like any things you cherry pick like stylistically? or Yep. So, So both. Right. So I think you always take away from every show I've worked on, but definitely mostly from the nightly show, what you do want to do and what you don't want to do. And I knew right away I did not want to do a daily show. <laughs> it is Four days exhausting. a week is Listen to my voice punishment. now after one show. I mean, I was on stage for 20 minutes and I have no voice. Like, yeah. uh, But that's because we've been shooting all week and running and whatever. I mean, I don't think people realize how this is like a seven-day-a-week thing even to put 20 minutes of content on the air. But, um, yeah, I knew I didn't want to do it daily. I knew I wanted to strip it back and really just focus on making it something really special one night a week. Um, And then what I learned to do was so much. I mean, and how to cover these stories so that they don't get too heavy, so that you can really say something but still be funny. Um, You know, I mean, that's what you guys are doing at The Daily Show, too. It's that that constant struggle. Yeah, but you wake up every day and there's like, 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 you get to make the jokes that, I wish I could make. I know, it's kind of great. The, that everybody, like everyone, everyone else that's in the political satire world will watch your show and instantly be jealous because you can delve into that, but then you can double dutch right out of that into something else right. and approach a lighter story that's still relevant right? With and, and without the gravity of... right. There's death and it doesn't feel like we went to a gossip and show. Missiles yeah, and yeah. Nuclear and oh, right. Oh, I see what like you're saying. You yeah. can you don't have to find all right, so the topic is nuclear war and punchline, please. Like you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to live in that. You right. can just you can pinch a little it's like a buffet. You can just pinch a little bit of nuclear war. Yeah. You know what it was Sprinkle come on, it. Yeah. Let's come on back over here and see what's going on with Tyrese versus the rock. Yeah. Like you can We cut that story. It's so funny. Oh, that y'all were gonna that. talk about that? Yes. Are you kidding me? We had a whole thing that we were going to do. We might still do it, so I'm not going to give away the device. But we are, oh, that's are keeping our simmering. eyes on that story. That's going to simmer. It's going to This up. has been going on for a year or more. They are not a family. I don't know why they keep saying they're breaking up the family. family. Y'all are not related. It's family. No, you're co-stars. Your yes. co-stars, y'all had a contract. You made a film, and now they're going to make a spinoff <laughs> because the spinoff will help bolster the, the franchise. Exactly. Is that You know what it is? It feels like in junior high school when your best friend, you introduced your best friend to a friend, and then you saw them hanging out together, and you weren't there, and you were like, how do y'all know each other? Yeah, that's not fair. 
it's like, yeah, two other people can be friends. <laughs> Actors can go make other movies. Is yeah. he just mad that the Baby Boy sequel isn't happening? No, oh, don't be like that. I'm just, I just asked a question. I didn't accuse him of it. <laughs> don't be like that. You said he was childish. It is. It is childish. It's it is, but it's but it's great for the show, and I I, I definitely. But do that's my cover. point: is that you could talk about that and then tag it with a Dennis Rodman, Kim Jong Un, or Trump, Kim Jong Un beef. Yep. What's a greater beef, Trump and Kim Jong or Tyrese? And yep. I can't do that over at the Daily Show because then it'll be I'll be on the Reddit page the next day. Who is Tyrese? I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's 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 honestly it is the joy of this job is that BT was like just make it a real black ass show and do what you want that it's was it. good and it's good because you get to intersect news that people should have and you sprinkle it into stuff that they want that they want to hear about and correct that's the perfect uh, well and the thing about it is too when I say I'm doing stories that matter to black people they actually matter to everyone because black people are always in the news this Jamel Hill thing being attacked by the president like this Eminem thing like everybody cared about those stories it wasn't like I was now doing obscure stories I mean there was a couple <laughs> for fun the story about the watermelon but there, there were <laughs> but for the most part they were stories that, and then we got to deep dive into CTE in act two so you can't say that this, the, there isn't the gravitas there which is Correct. so I'm glad that you that you notice that. All right, let's uh, let's do a little segment, all right? Because this we were talking about Eminem earlier. Um, you know, a lot of people say Eminem's invited to the cookout, so I just want to get your opinion. Eminem cookout invitee? Yeah, I think Eminem yeah. has been very honorable to Black culture and understanding his place as a white man within Black culture and knowing and honoring the craft of rap music and perfecting it and he's put on a ton of other black people if you look at if you look at his shady records label oh, and yeah, everything that he did with slaughterhouse and everything that he's doing over at xm radio to break new artists like the dude he got on and then he put other people on right and to me half the people that you're gonna invite to the cookout probably got put on by eminem anyway right so why got, shouldn't yeah. Eminem? but he can't bring food though just cups. <laughs> just cups. No food. Why can't he bring no food? Why can't he bring no, some of that Detroit potato salad? What, what is that? I don't know. This is potato salad that they make around eight mile. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> else got to make it. I don't trust him doing it. I don't trust it. You don't want no trailer park potato salad? Yeah. That's the best kind. All right, what about Omarosa? Invited to the cookout or no? No, come on. Was she ever invited to the cookout? In the uh, Apprentice days? Apprentice days, engaged to Michael Clark Duncan, yeah. Because hey. Michael Clark would have brought it to the cookout, and we would have been like, all right, Mike. Yeah. May he rest in peace. All right, fine. But no, after she showed her ass at the NABJ conference, and yeah. her, you got Ed Gordon mad. Right. How, you get How do you Ed get Gordon? Ed Gordon mad? Ed Gordon been cool as hell he, forever. Ed Gordon came out the womb with waves and a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> He is so cool. One of the most respected black journalists Absolutely. at one of the most respected black com the most respected black journalistic conference. And you get up on that stage and show your ass in front of all those people. It's and done. People were standing up and facing away from her. Yeah. <laughs> like they did Betsy DeVos. Yeah. Down at Bethune. So Brooklyn. no, you can't come right. to the cookout. All right, Mike Ditka. He said uh black people haven't had oppression in a hundred years. He can come to the cookout and eat these poison ribs. <laughs> Come on in, Coach. Love that game. Listen, drink this real quick. <laughs> what is it? Don't worry about it. Just drink it. 
Who is he talking about? Does he not know uh, when Jim Crow was? I don't understand. A hundred years. That was 1917. I don't. I, you have to hear the bite because he's so oblivious. He, yeah. Yeah, there's no no impression that I've seen around. Well, where you been looking? And was he alive in 1917? Like he was, <laughs> he might have been. He yeah, old. he. But Dick has always been saying something crazy, and you know, know, he's one of those football purists where everything is rooted in football, and you got to stand for the flag, and you can get out of the country and go back to Africa. And I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. It's what people see, and you have to respect what people see and try to understand that. And that's just. Yeah, CTE. You just got. You got to remember. You he think played, he has it? He played with thin helmets. <laughs> he had the leather helmet. That, that, that first helmet after the leather. Right, helmet, right. That just super thin. The hutch. <laughs> I'm going old school, '80s toys. Not I don't a know. hutch football helmet. Oh my god! I don't know what you're talking about. I have to Google it. That it's it's a trust me. It's not a good helmet. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. It's a toy. It's a toy Jesus. helmet. It's the oh fake god. helmet you wear. Yeah, that Forrest Gump it's 1950s. A, oh, helmet. I know what you're talking about. The one that had the the the, the part single, over your mouth was like really high. Yeah, yeah. That the was face weird. mask. Yeah, the face mask. Look, I, I'm like the part over your mouth. <laughs> I know sports. Um. All right, enough with the cookout. Oh, you know what I wanted to talk to you about? You are actually the new host of the Radio Correspondence Dinner. Is yeah, that- that's like the smaller White House Correspondence Dinner right. thing. It's- Congress will be there. All of our elected All- officials. Whoa, is that Paul right? Ryan will be in the building. Bam, 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 bam. I don't know why I gave him an air horn. Um, I don't care for Paul Ryan. So, yeah, I get to sit there for two hours at a... Is it a, what's it called? A dais? What is it? Yeah, yeah, it's a dais. A yep. table at a banquet. Yep. And people watch you You have a eat. podium. You sit up there like a groomsman. I know. That's the worst part is that people have to watch you eat. It's You can't talk to anybody. Like, it's, no. Who am I going to talk to at that table? I don't know. Not Paul Ryan. I'm going to be sitting next to him. Maybe Ben Carson will be there. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? My luggage. I love that clip. Maybe he knows how to make Detroit potato salad. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, I, I'm... I'm not nervous. I'm just trying to navigate the creative intention of it because it's not enough just to go tell jokes. Because when it's Obama not. was in office, there was a different sense of energy. And yes. I've watched previous, all the previous performers who've done it over the last couple of years. And Hassan Minaj from The Daily Show. Shout out. Who did, who did it last year. Yep. And the... The nightclub shooting in Orlando had happened three days before his performance, oh, so he had God. to pivot his ass off yeah. to come up with new material and a new point of view. But it's just, I was offered it, and my first instinct was to turn it down. And I, and I talked to you about it. I just started kind of confiding in people that kind of understood the process. And ultimately, I chose to do it because I feel like I don't know in these times where we are racially how many other black people they would have even given an opportunity to to say something. Right. So if they don't choose me, is there another black person that could go there and say something and do something that's unique? No, I think this was your time. I think this, and that's what I told you. I said, if you feel like you want to commit this time and you really want to go for it, then do it. Because I think it's epic and I think it's such a, an opening door for you um, as your star continues to rise. Like, a lot of people know you from sitcoms or they know you from The Daily Show, but they haven't put together the breadth of your career. You know what I mean? Because you've done a lot of stuff. 
Um, but I think this can really tie it together for people and take you to a whole new level. When right. is it? Uh, October 25th on C-SPAN. Yay! Go find C-SPAN. After that hip-hop video block, tune in to the Radio Correspondence Dinner with Roy Wood Jr. Dude, Followed by reruns of... What a terrible channel. I don't channel. know. Pawn, Dude, they pawn don't even stars? Have a, I don't know. What is, no, they don't even have anything. They don't have original They don't even program. have commercials. Like, no one... <laughs> It's just, you turn on C-SPAN, it's just a bunch of white dudes standing around with numbers on the screen. And I'm like, what is this yay, nay? What, did you pass the law? What are y'all doing? No, my, no, I think the best program that they have on there is called uh, Empty Chairs in Congress. That's a hot <laughs> one. That's a hot program. They don't even have an app. There's no on-demand. No. But There's that's no okay. But, this is, but it's okay, because you know I was the head writer at the Correspondence Center when Larry did it for the last year of Obama. Yeah. Hold your applause. And I, um, and, and, that process is going to be the same for you. Months of writing jokes, rewriting when some tragedy happens. But I think the great thing for you is you have such a unique voice. And if y'all have not seen his stand-up special, tell what's the name of it again? Uh, Father Figure. Father Figure. Uh, where can they see it? That's Comedy Central. Comedy if you Central. got cable, you can watch it for okay, free. Great. Otherwise, it's on all the bootleg sites. Oh, fantastic. You can pick it up at the, at the barbershop. I'm they dead serious. It it's on, on bootleg sites. I've seen it. That's fantastic. Well, give this man some money. Watch it on cable if you can or on demand. It is fantastic. But your voice is so clear in your comedy. How have you had to adjust it for this correspondence uh, dinner, for the radio correspondence dinner? Um, bluntly, turn my blackness down. No. No, not, not in intent, but in delivery. Okay. You just don't want to scare him. Correct. I got you. I'm dead serious. No, like, I, I know. can't. I have to like I when I'm in a more formal setting comedically, I have to slow down my tempo. I have to deliberately make myself slow down. The first thing I've been doing the past month in preparing is when I do stand up, I don't take the microphone out the stand for the first 10 minutes to force me to plant myself so that I can just get used to that feeling because that whole what do I do with my hands anxiety now when <laughs> For 20 years, I've had a mic in my hand and my other hand was gesturing and all of that. And now on C-SPAN, you got a podium and there's people clinking forts all over. So you have to be more still. I can't be as demonstrative as I want to be. So I got to turn the blackness down just a little bit to make sure that you're hearing me and not just. Because I imagine for a lot of these white people in the room, I'm probably the first black dude they didn't seen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like in life. Mm-hmm. Like they well, haven't seen me. Like, the first, talk to. Yeah. <laughs> you, will, you will give them their first interaction. Um, I, th I think, though, I think it's really cool because I think we're at a place now in comedy where other voices are welcomed and they're being heard. I mean, listen, I have a show. That's crazy. Um, you know, and granted, it was a black-ass network that put it on TV. <laughs> but, but, you know, they're still owned by Viacom, same company that owns Comedy Isn't Central. Isn't that where a lot of it starts, though? BET has always been... They always incubate, yeah, always, always incubate talent, always uh, set the trends, don't follow them. Yeah, and so, you know, there's a lot of black people that are off the network now doing Correct. other things that I bet you if I dig deep in their resume, all roads come right back. That's right. To old Deborah Lee. So That's right. I feel like it's an opportunity to, to deliver jokes, but also try to be some level of a voice of reason. I think there's a... Maybe I'm putting too much pressure on it, but I just feel like there's a sense of responsibility to it because we are in an administration now where people aren't always feeling heard. And if I have an opportunity to be the voice of those people, then I can't say no to that because I would be sick to my stomach if I said no and they put somebody else in my place who didn't do shit. That's what it is. And they just went on TV and told jokes. I, 
I'd rather just get up there and give a speech and not be funny and bomb and have y'all hate me. That's still better than somebody not well, speaking to never any of the happen. issues. Yeah, and that will never happen. I know you're going to go up there. I know you're going to represent. You're going to be fantastic. I'll keep throwing you jokes as, if you ever need them. And you, even when you don't ask for them. And, uh, no, you're going to kill. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I love what you're doing. I think I just love watching you shine, man. Well, thank you, ma'am. Next week, I want to talk about next week's show. Uh, I don't know what's on it yet because the news hasn't happened. All right, that's it. Um, next week on the podcast, joining me are other black ladies from Late Night, Amber Ruffin from Late Night with Seth Meyers, and Ashley Nicole Black from Full Frontal with Sam oh, B. Nice. It's going to be so dope. We all went to Second City together. We're all like black lady comedy friends, so that's going to be really fun. Um, I also want to let people know how to get tickets. Make sure you go to BET.com slash The Rundown with Robin Thede. You can check out episodes there, clips of the show. Tell all your friends. You can also get show tickets to our taping in New York City. We tape every Thursday night, except for holidays. Come and check us out. Um, and follow us on social media. Instagram, at The Rundown BET. Facebook, Twitter, and then we hope you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We did have a lot of fun today, and Roy Wood. This is a blast. This is a blast. And in closing, if you could give me advice in the mind of Trump for next week's show, what would it be? Wear a shorter skirt. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Roy Wood Jr., everybody give it up. Down. We will see you guys next week.